Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what the new speaker will face. Number two, how the border could play in the government funding fight. And number three, the final installment of the future of cybersecurity. All right, Jake, let's get into it. It is do or die for House Republicans as their myriad of candidates face the test of going before the conference and trying to get uh, the number of votes they need to be the leader, not only in the secret ballot, but on the House floor to become the next speaker. And uh, we lay out this morning in Punchbowl News AM at the top the challenges that this new speaker will face, uh, least of which being the fact that whoever it is is going to have a lot less experience than uh, their predecessors. Yeah, well, a few things, Anna. I could speak for, I think, uh, everyone in the Capitol right now that I've run into, um, including members of Congress who say they are just sick of this thing. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that is a... Um, I think that at some point exhaustion is going to set in for House Republicans, and we are just about at that point. Um, the, but the question is, I mean, so let, let me just start with a broader, a little bit of a broader idea here, which is could the 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 four main candidates at this point are Tom Emmer, Mike Johnson, Kevin Hearn, and Byron Donalds. Could any of them get 217? Um, there's some hope that at whoever emerges from this conference, there's going to be a rally around the um, rally around the leader, let's say, uh, moment for uh, uh, House Republicans here. And um, they're going to emerge with one of these one of these four men. Um, now, uh, all of that said, the other side of this fight is incredibly difficult for House Republicans for and with a speaker who is going to be at a significant disadvantage. Now, um, this is going to be the least experienced, least seasoned speaker since the po in the post-Civil War era. This is going to be the conference's fourth choice, Anna. Uh, I know I was your fourth choice for a co-founder, but <laughs> I, I've just embraced that fact that you wanted all these other people to join you before me, and you were like, "Fine, I'll take Jake." It's just it is it is what it is. Um, the power structure in Washington: Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, and Hakeem Jeffries have a combined 140 years of experience. Um, the average tenure of the other four party leaders is 35 years um and uh the longest serving house republican in this race is pete sessions who's been in congress 26 years he ain't gonna be the next speaker unless i unless something uh, you know completely out out of the left field happens um and the johnson hearn byron donalds and tom emmer have a combined 26 years of congressional experience um, the next speaker is going to have to go up against Biden, Schumer, and McConnell over government funding. He'll have to convince House Republicans they can't win a showdown against Biden um, and pass a, a short-term CR, almost definitely. Um, also up for consideration, FAA, Ukraine, Israel. Um, and, the, and let me just add with this, Anna, at the end here, imagine you are Speaker 
you know, the next speaker. We'll call him Speaker Plan D because he's the fourth, <laughs> the fourth uh, uh, choice here. They have to run around the country to donors and convince them that this House Republican conference, which just shut down the government effectively for 20 something days, is a good investment over Senate Republicans in the White House. A really, really difficult task. Yeah, listen, I think you lay out the challenges, which which are going to be massive for whoever this next uh, person is. I mean, I think the big question is, who is that next person to the your point? Everyone's exhausted. Uh, I, I think the the conference is also, you know, kind of having to take a pretty close look at, uh, you know, how how they're going to be able to govern going forward. Uh, and even I think, as you kind of rightly point out, like it's it would be a massive challenge and was a massive challenge for Kevin McCarthy. Uh, and then you had the you had Steve Scalise, you had Jim Jordan, the kind of the next two top picks that weren't able to get across the finish line. One, I think the outstanding question, who actually can can get across the finish line? You have some Democrats now we are reporting in this morning that they are kind of coalescing around, say, you know, potentially helping out Tom Emmer, um, you know, who is the House Majority Whip and a, a Republican from Minnesota. Um, going to be interesting to see if, if that actually is needed. Does whoever the final candidate choice is need some Democrats to step into the fray or to not vote at all uh, so that they can they can actually become the next speaker? That is, I, I think, still in question. But then once whoever it is. Right. And if it's if it's today, if it's if it's not. You know, how do they actually try to find some unity here on massive problems when there is really uh, some some big disagreements in terms of what the strategy should be going forward on government funding, you know, on should there be a shutdown? Is this, you know, kind of the time to make another stand or not? And uh, how they are going to find the ability to negotiate with their colleagues in the Senate and certainly with the Biden administration is an outstanding question. Yeah, you know, listen, I I um, I I have a tough time just from 30,000 feet here figuring out how House Republicans move past this. And we've mentioned this before. Um, the. um. I, I honestly, this the conference is as divided and as screwed up as I've ever seen it, actually way more so. And after these, whatever, for three weeks of, of closed door meetings and et cetera, et cetera, I just think it's going to be incredibly, incredibly um, tough to put the put the um, uh, the story back together. Let's put it that way. All right, let's run to the number two story of the morning. Will the Senate GOP use the supplemental to force a border security debate as if there wasn't enough challenges uh, on the uh, congressional calendar related to just funding the government and finding uh, support for uh, you know aid packages to Israel as well as Ukraine? Uh, the president has included in the mix uh some f- dedicated funding uh, related to the crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border, a decades-long problem that several generations of presidents and Hill leaders have failed to resolve. I think, interestingly enough, Jake, uh, if you kind of think from the Biden administration's perspective, they probably thought, I would think, that 
Uh, adding some funding on the border would be a sweetener to get this across the finish line, but it doesn't appear to be the case. Yeah, it's very difficult. Uh, so the, the the thing is this. If you you they are basically now going to reopen negotiations that they had during the last fight, which um, uh, House remember when House Republicans couldn't even pass a, a stopgap measure with border security in it. So it is a they are basically reopening this fight and it, it instead of um, instead of making it easier, it's made it more difficult. Now, we haven't I, I, I'll just re- not reverse myself, but add a little bit more context to what I said a, a couple minutes ago, which is we haven't seen House Republicans posture in the in the new speaker era, <laughs> I guess is the best way to say it. So we don't we don't know what they're going to be like. What I do know, though, is border only ever complicates things and i i and you know it's, it's never enough for house republicans house republicans have a tough time ex, uh, accepting a half measure so um you know I, i've talked to administration officials who say well we'll ping pong it back and forth it'll come out of the house it'll go to the senate it'll come out of the senate it'll go to the house i i just think it's not going to be that simple and um uh, it could you know it just it, it does complicate everything All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. I want to flag here. We have the last installment of our Future of Cybersecurity project that we have been covering all month uh, with our reporter, Andrew Desiderio. This week's installment focuses on the megaphone. So this project, really encourage you to check it out. It's at punchable.news. Each week, there's been a special installment from everything from the state of play, the legislative outlook, the players, and this uh, week's final installment focuses on the megaphone, Jake, looking at how different groups, companies, um, associations are using lobbying, are using TV ads and other methods to get the message out and try to sway the conversation when it comes to uh, cybersecurity, when it comes to artificial intelligence intelligence and how AI is going to be used. Uh, A really interesting look. Uh, Encourage everyone to check that out. Yeah, uh, very good job by Andrew. On top of covering the Senate expertly every day, Andrew did this incredible incredible project, which uh, everybody involved at Punchbowl News has a lot to be proud of. All right. With that, just a reminder, today at 9 a.m., I'm going to be interviewing Representative Stephen Horsford, the Democrat from Nevada. You can still show up in person at Hawk and Dove or also watch it online. We're going to be streaming that live for an interesting conversation on news of the day, as well as a focus on private equity, the economy and small business. Encourage you to check that out as well. Thanks so much and have a great day.